Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than six years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you're doing and for providing quality math lessons for my children. So friends, if you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hey friends and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and today I am going to be talking to you about best homeschool tips. This is actually our survey responses that we did on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. You can find today's show notes for episode 501, Best Homeschool Tips at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. And I want to welcome you here. Um, Our network is a place where you can find great homeschool tips as well as advice about specific curriculum, how to homeschool, and so much more. I want to thank our sponsor, which is CTC Math. CTC is a highly rated math curriculum for homeschooling students for grades K through 12. They have a wonderful family package, and it makes it ideal for large families at one low price. So visit the website for more information at ctcmath.com. And if you enjoy this episode, share it with a friend, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or any place that you listen to this podcast, and I really appreciate that help as well. Well, last year, I shared a milestone episode 500, and the topic was homeschooling do-overs. The episode um, was really a blessing to me because I could share with you some of the things that I did differently, not only uh, from homeschooling the first two children that I homeschooled, but then the subsequent three that the Lord gave me at an older age. Um, I like to share with people, too, that I've been married this year, uh, going on 44 years, And um, my husband and I are partners in crime when it comes to homeschooling. We came to it with different philosophy and thoughts and finally culminated um, with the main things that we thought were important in homeschooling, and that really is family and faith. And education came, and um, as I shared with you um, in past episodes, um, that out of the five children, three went to college and the other two are successful in businesses. So really, um, homeschooling hit all of the important milestones that we needed in our family. 
And if you want to check out that episode, Homeschool Do-Overs, there's a link on the podcast network, or you can search for any topic at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Well, during my school years and homeschooling, I received the most encouragement from like-minded families, and I really prayed for them. I started with a small core group of about eight families, and it was very challenging to say the least. These ladies all came to homeschooling from different perspectives, and while I was focused on educating my son, who was a struggling learner, my background provided for that. I had a background in education, uh, learning disabilities, and early childhood education. So as I like to jokingly say, God prepared me for this child that I didn't want to homeschool. But I finally um, gave it a try for six months and never looked back with the subsequent, you know, five children that God gave me. So I feel like, um, you know, I came to it in a backwards approach that I might not have been the most open to the idea of homeschooling, especially having a teaching degree. I felt that, you know, I was going to, you know, be home with my kids when they were little. And then when they went to school, I was going to go back to teaching. But while I looked at our homeschooling differently than some of these other moms, I really prayed for like-minded Christian friends that shared my philosophy and beliefs, and God gave them to me. And these are still friends that I have today. These friends experienced what I experienced. They put aside their goals and aspirations to focus on their relationship with God, their spouse, their children, their home, and then their homeschool. And I know it sounds like it's backwards that homeschool should be first, but it really isn't because when other things fall into place, your homeschooling will as as well. And these ladies who are still my friends are faithful And most continued their homeschool journey through high school. Everyone did what was best for their families. I had to keep my eyes on what my family thought was important and ignore the rest. I learned that extended family might be well-meaning, yet we have to decide what is best. And that is a good place to start. If you've never taken the time to decide on your family goals, you should begin there. And again, I have podcasts on different topics. One um, of my first podcasts was on deciding what type of homeschooler you are. And if you can really hone down on that, I even have a little um, sheet that you can fill out and and it's graded. Um, but it, it's kind of a fun little thing to do. But you can look at it and see if that fits into your perspective of homeschooling. And as I share these best homeschool tips, I'm going to comment on some of them that came from our survey. And as a synopsis of the pages and pages of recommendations and suggestions that I received, I placed them in categories, faith, family, and homeschool. And I've edited the comments to make them easier to read on air. And I've kept the names anonymous. So if you hear a comment that you made on the survey and want to share your name, Uh, You can visit the podcast page at Vintage Homeschool Moms and look for episode 501, Best Homeschool Tips, and leave your comments there. As I share, um, as I said, I put them in categories, and the first are going to be faith tips. And if any of these ideas resonate with you, you can jot them down and think about them later, pray about it, and see how they can fit into what your plan is for this coming year. The first is someone suggested that 
God's to-do list and their to-do list were two different things. This mom shared that while she did make plans and lists, she found that her day would go so much better when she placed her plans into God's hands and asked him to help her to accomplish what she wanted to do. The same person shared that she prayed about her homeschool year, and she also heard someone else do a teaching on laying out their curriculum and ideas um, before the Lord and asking the Lord to give her ideas on what she should do. I really love this idea because being in God's will is a goal for many of us as Christians. Another mom said she wished she had focused more on Bible and apologetics and had given her kids a solid foundation to launch them into the world that doesn't value what we value. And as an aside, I agree with this lady wholeheartedly. This is one of the main reasons many people homeschooled in the past, and it seems to have fallen off. And I feel like it should be one of your main goals of homeschooling. Explain to your children what it is you believe, what it is that a Christian worldview suggests, you know, and it's even a Judeo-Christian worldview. What is it that biblically holds the test of time? And when you compare what the world teaches, it really is focused on breaking up families um, and especially on breaking up marriages. And we need to be firm in our faith and in our relationships. Another said they would have prayed more, that their passion for praying for God's will was um, you know, not where it should be at the beginning, um, but then as they grew in the Lord and they walked with the Lord, so has their prayer life grown. And praying correlates to my daily peace of mind and joy, this lady said, which spilled over into the homeschool classroom and her girls were part of it. So really praise God for that. For me, I'm going to share something that we did, and that was praying together as a family nightly and sharing praise reports. We shared what has God done in your life, and we've even carried this over um, when my kids are home for the holidays. And you know, some of my kids are local, and some of them um, are in uh, ones in a different state and ones in a different town. Um, and so, when we get together as a family, we do that. We pray, and we. Thank God for all of the blessings He's given us. Another thing uh, that I didn't add to the show notes that really comes to mind under faith tips is that, especially with my two oldest children, I began the morning with prayer and Bible time. And this was just my time with the Lord. And when the kids would come and interrupt me and you know insist that I come make breakfast or whatever that was... They found out that mommy, as they told daddy later on, was super grouchy because they interrupted her prayer time. And so the children learned that, yes, they could peek into my room, and if I was still there um, sitting at a chair that I still have in my bedroom, um, they knew to wait until I was done before I came out. And then I also learned that I would leave things for the children to either start to eat their breakfast or um, you know, just do something quietly while they were waiting for me. And what happens is that the kids go get their own Bibles and they get their own little books and they sit and they will copy what we do. And you know, that's what they always say is character is caught, not taught. And that is so true that our children will copy what we do more so than what we say. 
Now, the homeschooling tips is the biggest category here. And uh, the first one that I loved um, was, and I put these in different order, actually, than what we received, but it said, um, and I think this should be a number one, you, you may have many regrets in life, but choosing to homeschool your children will never be one of them. And amen to that. Um, you know, as you've heard it said, many people say, there are many regrets I have in my life, but spending time with my kids was not one of them, and I wish I had spent more time with my children. And I think that's one of the benefits of homeschooling. Another mom was she had unschooled and not tried to mimic the public school in the early years, and a lot of, of moms said that. I'm not um, really organized enough for unschooling. It really takes a lot of effort. Um, It sounds wonderful on the surface, but for me, um, I needed a little bit more structure with my kids. They did some unschooling types of things where they pursued their interests when they were done with our homeschooling time. Um, But many moms were interested in the unschooling, and I'd be interested to hear why that was. Um, You know, what about unschooling was um, a draw for them? Another shared she never intended to homeschool and was, and I quote, literally thrust into it with no options at the time. I had no time to research. It was just go. And uh, she said she only planned to homeschool one year, and it started out um, that she ended up homeschooling, and this is her 12th year with 13 more to go. She said that her younger kids will definitely benefit from her near misses. And I really love this. Quite a few of you moms shared that you wish you had homeschooled from the start. She said she began homeschooling when her daughter was in middle school, and it's been the biggest blessing for the family. She feels she missed out on time with her daughter. And this is what many people say. But what I want to share with you is it's never too late. If you're considering homeschooling, now is the time. And, you know, don't worry about research and all of that kind of thing. You don't need to start immediately. One of the things that I would do if I was in a position where I had to, um, you know, where I was starting homeschooling but didn't have time to research is I would... um, give my children what is called living books, and that is books on historical uh, figures and um, also allow them time to read if that's something they like to do or find really good educational videos and then take that time when the children are otherwise engaged and work on you know looking into homeschooling and you can find lots of resources on our network. Other parents, um, and quite a few of you, said that they wish they had done um, more field trips and fun days, especially as the children got older in junior high and high school. Another mom shared she wished she had made school more fun. Um, One other parent said that she would encourage her children to try classes at the local college or dual enrollment, realizing it wasn't all or nothing. And I did this with two out of my five children. I tried to convince my second uh, daughter, um, well, she's the first daughter, but my second child, to dually enroll, but she wasn't interested in doing that. And then she ended up finishing college in three years. But, um, you know, she felt like she wasn't ready, whereas the other two um, didn't think they were ready, but wanted to try one or two classes and signed up for three. So we didn't do it as a full-time, you know, doing the two years of high school 
and college at that time, so it would be like um, 11th and 12th grade. But we did have them take some classes and then supplemented with ones they needed to finish homeschooling. For us, that was a perfect thing um, because I still felt like I had my children home and yet they were getting experience with college classes. The same mom shared that she would not stop doing math over the summer. Um, She did this for too many years and felt that her kids would have benefited from the extra practice. And that's another helpful bit of advice, I think. Um, I know that Saxon is one of the curriculums that does review quite a bit with past things that have been learned. But if you're jumping into a math curriculum, um, especially some of the books, you know, the workbooks, um, they just start the new year off, uh, some of them with some review, but most not. And especially when the kids get older, if they want some type of a, um, you know, a a science uh, focused curriculum or even a math, for example, like engineering that requires a lot of math, that would be something that would be important to continue through the summer so that the children could learn at their own pace. And I'm going to throw in a plug for, um, you know, CTC Math. Um, They are a sponsor of ours, but they have a curriculum worth checking out. Another wish that she had helped her high schoolers prepare to take CLEP exams, um, and we did that as a course, um, not the CLEP, but the SAT Um, I counted that as a college or a high school credit for my kids as they were uh, preparing for college. But CLEP exams give children uh, credit for a class taken instead of that uh, class to be taken. They have to score a certain amount on their CLEP exam, um, but if they do, then they don't have to take that course in, in college. And if your student tests well, this is a great option as well as uh, checking out College Prep Genius. Um, they are, uh, Jean Burke is a podcaster on our network and does a really good job helping parents navigate uh, the testing and, and college. One mom shared that her third child, for many reasons, went to private school in the seventh grade, and the world pulled him away from this family, and they had major regrets. Another mom said she allowed her daughter to mainstream back into public school in 10th grade, and she lasted two years before begging to homeschool again. And both of these families um, you know, shared that it was an unnecessary trauma for the entire family. The second mom said that knowing what she knew about what goes on in the schools, she won't let any of her children set foot in public schools again. And just to add to what she said, I don't think private or Christian schools are the answer in that we can be hands off. If there is a time where your children are in school, we need to know what is going on. I also think that sometimes parents struggle with a specific child behavior-wise, and maybe the child is not doing the schoolwork that is required and just refuses to. And I think that that is more of a relationship issue and something that, um, and I have to tell you, I struggled especially with one of my children um, that was very strong-willed and is still strong-willed to this day. I found I had to work really hard on that relationship. And a lot of things pointed to my reaction to what this child said. Um, So many years back, I met a lady at a conference who told me um, about this wonderful situation that she and her daughter 
had come up with, um, and she called it secret code time. At its core was the relationship she had with her child, and we um, talked for some time, and then I published her book, Secret Code Time, Creating an Unbreakable Bond Between Parent and Child, which is available in limited print qualities. I have a few of these books left, but it is available in ebook. And I also have a podcast on the topic of kids and relationships, and that is the key to homeschooling, uh, to have a relationship with your child. I remember times when my kids didn't get along, and I stopped all learning that day and said, we are going to work on us getting along and working out the issues that we're having. I remember sitting my children that were not getting along in chairs facing each other until they could talk and work out their issues, and I was there in the room doing other things or pretending to be busy until we could work out those issues. And I have to tell you, it really worked. I wish I had focused um, a little bit more on this with my children as well. Another mom said she wished she had focused on child-led learning sooner, and I think that's more like unschooling. And she also wished that they had made life skills a part of learning when the kids were younger. We do have a life skills podcast with Lisa Nearing that you should check out on our network, which is great. Another said she wished they had made time for fun more often. And, you know, sometimes we get so caught up on having to get a certain amount done that we feel like we're just emulating the public schools. And so, you know, it's difficult to do because I found that when the kids were little and I gave them a break in between, it was really hard to get them back in. So I would set things up like, okay, we're going to have a break and when we come back, I'm going to be reading something to you while you color. Or there's going to be some kind of activity that's going to be easier for them to come back into than rather than letting them have a break and then say, okay, well, now we're going to do our math. And that's difficult. One mom shared that she wished she had been more confident about homeschooling, but that comes with experience. And I think we don't feel that we are confident when we compare ourselves to other people. You know, stay off of some of the blogs where these super moms are sharing, you know, all of the stuff that they're doing, and then you feel like you can't do it. I remember um, listening to a mom one time at a homeschool conference before I was an author and spoke at conferences. And I was listening to this mom, and she's like talking about history and doing unit studies and then parades her children with these period-made costumes. And I am thinking, oh my gosh, I can barely hot glue. My mother you know, wasn't the one who was so great at sewing, and there's no way I can ever do this. And I went up and talked to her afterwards, and she was really down to earth and shared that this was something they learned as a family. My sister-in-law also homeschooled, and she taught herself to sew. So I think that sometimes we look at these people and we think, oh my gosh, there's no way I could do that. But when we really talk to them and listen to their hearts, we find that these things are doable. And no, we never made period costumes, um, but we did some great, you know, wall murals and other things that were more within my wheelhouse and my children's. Another mom said she would avoid the all-in-one curriculum, and she admitted that using books with mom-led teaching takes more time and work. 
but she felt she would be more in control and recognize the gaps that her kids had sooner. She also said that with online learning, her kids seemed to rush through the lessons just to get it done and not retain a lot. But one of the things she said that I want to address is that she didn't think that she could pull them out of that curriculum now because she felt like it was too late. I don't think it's ever too late to do that, and you really need to sit your children down and talk to them about it. I took my high schoolers to conference with me, and Um, had them look around at books they wanted to use. I was using a specific math curriculum, and my daughter convinced me to use another one um, that we used way back when, and it turned out to be really beneficial for her. So she had gone uh, herself and talked to the vendor there, and I went later with her and purchased her books. So you can do that with your high schoolers. Have them look at what's available and help them, um, you know, guide them, but then, you know, allow them to have some input. And I think you'll have kids who are more willing to do their schoolwork if you do that. Another said testing for learning difficulties early on so that intervention um, could take place was important. Um, I did that with some of my children. I will tell you that that's a yes and no. It's helpful to an extent until you find a curriculum that really works. And I think a lot of that has to do um, with what their strengths are. So for example, if someone has an auditory strength, um, you want to you know, make sure that they can listen to some things, but you cannot totally discount the visual and only teach to their strengths because you want to bring up that visual strength. Um, the same with someone who is you know, visually strong, you need to work on that auditory aspect. So a lot of times these quote unquote special ed curriculums just adhere to a child's strengths so that they can learn, but then doesn't work on their weaknesses. So I think there's a give and take there. Uh, Some parents spoke negatively about specific curriculums, and it's sad because I really agree with them on one in particular, um, that I feel sometimes that these curriculums can be like, not a cult, but like everybody's so gung-ho because they feel like this is the thing to do. So I would be aware of the flavor of the months and just be careful. Another uh, mom shared that she wished she had done more of the Charlotte Mason Um, kind of more laid back curriculum and just avoid bandwagon curriculums. And I think you'll, you'll be good to go. Um, We, and this is from me, we used unit studies early on in my child's homeschool and I loved the idea of learning together and supplementing with math and reading when needed. And I think this is one of the reasons that our family is still so close knit and we were able to um, use unit studies very successfully. Now I'm going to share some advice on family. One mom said that when homeschooling multiple children to remember they were individuals, which would have released the expectation that they should all learn similarly. And I think this is great advice, um, especially in knowing your children and a focus on them. And that's why I put it under the family category. Sometimes we really get to learn about our kids when we're educating them. It's a different dynamics than our family life, right? But we should know our children and know what their limitations are, as well as the things that they excel in. And I think we can really do that by spending time with them. 
Another said she wished she had modeled self-care a little bit more. I think being at home, it's much easier to stay in jammies with a cup of coffee in the morning than it is to, you know, maybe put on some makeup or comb your hair or not have it in a messy bun and wear leggings. Um, So I think that, you know, those kinds of things are important to some, especially some more than others. Um, But whatever works for your family is what you should do. Another mom said, I know my children better than anyone, and I love them more than anyone. And looking at the result, I would spend less time worrying about what other people think, including family members who were passive aggressive toward homeschooling or just didn't understand it. I don't have to explain myself to others, and a do-over situation, I wouldn't. Hindsight is twenty twenty. And I want to say to this mom, amen, and I agree. So many times we let extenuating circumstances um, really give us a check in you know, what we're doing, and we start second-guessing and, and worrying about what other people think. And it is so much easier, especially when we know that we are doing the best we can for our family. Another mom said that socialization with one child was difficult. And to this mom, I would recommend joining homeschool groups and finding moms with like-minded philosophies and kids. My children played with kids of all ages, and that was something that as homeschoolers we learned to do. I think some of us believe that our kids need that one best friend. And while it's wonderful growing up with a really close friend, What typically happens is kids move and families change and all sorts of things. And so while it may be difficult, especially with an only child, I really believe that um, we need to, you know, look for those relationships that can benefit our kids, but not be so focused on that. The good news is that kids are resilient and they will really learn from their experiences. I really was amazed with what I read from one mom that they actually purchased a farm thinking that that was best for their family, but in retrospect, they felt that traveling the 50 states would be something that she would have liked to do. And to this mom, I want to say that no decision is a bad decision if you homeschooled your children. And I think that travel, while wonderful, has its drawbacks as well. And I really think that we need to appreciate where we are and what we've done instead of wishing for something else. And I have to raise my hand here because often I thought that I would have loved to have a farm, not that I can uh, grow anything or that animals are a big thing that I like, but just the idea of a farm and homeschooling just seemed to go hand in hand. So... You know, it just sometimes seems like what we don't have is what we want. Um, But also, you know, just to encourage her and just to embrace what you have. There were so many more great ideas. And I invite you to listen to episode 500 if you haven't already, where I gave a synopsis of the things that I would do over some of the things that I did um, in my homeschool journey, as well as encouraging you that a bad day homeschooling is still better than a bad day in alternate education, meaning a private or Christian school that we think will be doing a better job than we are. I really love the idea 
that you have focused on doing what is best for your family and your children, and no one should take that from you. Well, thanks so much for joining me for this episode. Check out the show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Take care, God bless, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a few minutes with God.com and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.